0: From around the globe in sold out arenas and humble churches. From out on the streets to your screen. And now, the time and what must be done. Part four on this edition of Farrakhan Speaks.
1: Greetings to you. I am Minister Louis Farrakhan, the national representative of the honorable Elijah Muhammad, the great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality to the aboriginal people of America and the dark and oppressed people of the world, a warner to America and the nations of the earth, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam. I'm so happy once again to have this great honor and privilege to speak to you. Let me say from the outset, I'm pleased to live in America where, according to the Constitution, we have the right of freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. I'm grateful to God to live in a country that made that type of provision in the basic legal document that is the foundation of the politics and governance of this society. Why did the founding fathers say freedom of speech was necessary? When you have government that tells lies to the people that manipulate fear in the people to accomplish agendas that are not necessarily in the best interest of the people. That freedom of speech will allow a real patriot to speak truth to power. To save the citizens from the deceptive practice of wicked government. As a black man and a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, there is so much in America that is not only against the black and the brown and the people of color, But there's so much in America that is adverse to what is in the best interest of the American people. Once we are saddled with fear over consequences of speaking the truth, then the lie can continue to be told and the lie can continue to deceive the many. The scripture says that Satan deceived the whole world. This is because the people did not know Satan. And they didn't have a correct knowledge of God. For the revelation of one is the revelation of the other as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us. So God would have to, at the end of Satan's time, raise one whom he would back with his power to give him the strength and the courage to tell the truth that would not only free black people from the oppressive hand of their tormentor, but it would free white people from the deceptive practice of those who are in power that manipulate the nature of white people and the ignorance of black people to do that which will benefit the few to the detriment of the many. I thank almighty God, Allah, for my teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad for he told me that there would be two backing me up and that or those two represent God and his Christ the great Mahdi whom the Islamic scholars admit is coming into the world he's a human being born of a woman but anointed with the power to crush the wicked this is why in the Christian teachings he's called the Christ Jesus never Referred to himself as the Christ in the initial stage of his work. In fact, he never told the people who he was. And then one day among the disciples, he asked them, who do they say I am? And the disciples answered, some say, you're that prophet prophesied to come. You are Elias or Elijah. And then after Jesus hearing what they were saying and what the people were saying, he asked Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ Christ the son of the living God then Jesus hushed Peter And told him flesh and blood had not revealed that to him, but he should not tell anyone. Why should he not tell anyone? Because he had not ascended to his father to receive that knowledge and power at the right hand of God that would enable him to crush the wicked. Crushing the wicked is the power of God in a human being. God has every right to give to a human his power as long as that human uses that power in his name by his permission. Well, the Mahdi of the Muslims is the same as the Christ of the Christians because he's anointed with power. He didn't anoint himself. The ever-living God anointed the Mahdi with the power to set down every tyrant and to set justice in the earth. Well, as long as Satan is ruling and has deceived the entire world, the world is suffering under the blinding touch of Satan. So when God comes, he has to come with the power to set Satan down, to destroy his world. But the first thing God does is to raise up a man that is referred to in the quran as well as in the bible as Masih or messiah in the quran the most beautiful description of the messiah he's a man born of a woman but he is taught not revealed The wisdom of the Bible, Quran, the Gospel, the Torah, and the wisdom of these books is taught to this Messiah. And by that wisdom, he opens the eyes of the blind by God's permission. He makes the deaf hear by God's permission. He raises the dead to life by God's permission there is no life giver but God himself so when a human being enters the world and is given that authority and that power to open the eyes of the blind make the deaf hear the dumb speak and raise the dead to life by God's permission God then is present in that human being He's in the world, he's present in that human being and he's there for the good of all human beings. Well, this Mahdi, he starts in his own house. The Mahdi is a Muslim he was prophesied to come by prophet Muhammad peace be upon him and he's now in the world how do you know he's in the world because he said he would set down every tyrant he would set justice in the earth he would destroy the cross not the symbol that Constantine used to symbolize the power of the church that was formed in 325 AD. He was to symbolize by that symbol what his people would do throughout the earth. They would bring the cross and behind the cross they would destroy the religions of the people that they met they would destroy the cultures of the people that they met they would destroy the people that they met if they resisted and they did it all in the name of Christ no wonder Pope John Paul asked the indigenous people of the earth to forgive the church for the way the church did the indigenous people when, as the Bible says, the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time left. So when the Europeans came out of Europe and had the freedom to go throughout the earth, as John the Revelator saw that pale horse, death was the rider and hell followed closely behind. And everywhere that this people went, the rider was death and hell was left for the indigenous people of our planet. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that since they're let loose for the last 4,000 years, he said they have killed a hundred million people for every thousand years. Of their existence on our planet which means then that 600 million people have been killed under the rule of Satan and as you probably have heard me say in other lectures Henry Kissinger, the former Secretary of State under Richard Nixon, and Zbigniew Brzezinski, the National Security Advisor under President Jimmy Carter. There was consideration that the resources of our planet were few and the people were many. Now, according to the statistics, there's over seven billion people on our planet, and the scarce resources of the planet has to be shared by seven billion people. So under Kissinger, a plan was hatched that two to three billion people on our planet would have to be culled. To cull means to destroy, to kill. Many of you listening to this broadcast cannot wrap your mind around a human that could think that the resources of the earth are too little and the population is too much. So we must kill two to three billion people. But the people that Kissinger and the U.S. government agreed with Mr. Kissinger, these people that would be killed would be in the third world. But since this culling uh, has many third world people in industrialized countries, it would start as well in the industrialized countries. Could this be why in Africa AIDS is slaughtering black men and women by the tens of thousands particularly in those areas where the mineral resources of that area is necessary to keep America in power in this 21st century. Could it be that this is why black women in America are said to be the number one carrier of the AIDS virus? Could this be that 30 years ago when the birth rate of blacks was outstripping the birth rate of whites, so much so that demographers said by 2050 blacks would either be equal to the population of whites or greater than their population? And they didn't stand still on those figures they went to work with eugenics and planned parenthood and pills that aborted children and it was concentrated in the black community at that time the Hispanics were not the ones that were the majority uh, uh, of the minority populations, it was the blacks. And today, our population has gone down in the sense, in competition with the uh, Mexicans and others. Their population has outstripped ours, but this is by design. And soon, that same uh, genocidal thought will be against the Mexicans and others as well because as we are growing in number where they say again by 2046 America will be a brown country and white supremacists cannot abide that this country that was made by white people for white people will now be in the hands of brown people? And this is why white supremists are so upset at the coming to power of a black man and a black family in the White House. And this has brought out of white people the worst of themselves as well as the best. There are many white people who voted for President Obama, but there are others who can't stand his shadow. So the truth now must come and God must raise up a man to speak that truth that will be the yardstick of measurement of loss and gain, life and death. So the time and what must be done is our subject. What must be done, and anything that must be done is necessary and essential. But essential to what? If it must be done, it's essential for the future of America. If it must be done, it's essential to black people. If it must be done, it is something that will keep the world from that dreaded war of Armageddon. But Satan is such a terrific opponent of God. He, like Pharaoh, he's not willing to lay down and say I submit no 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 Satan says if I'm going down I'm gonna take all down with me when I go thus America has become an armed camp that second amendment that we talked of last week the context of it is this a well-regulated militia being necessary for the maintenance of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed (laughs) at the time that this amendment became a part of the Constitution, there was no well-regulated militia. So in order for the people to keep the freedom that they had gotten through the wars uh, for their independence, it was necessary that the average citizen should bear arms this had nothing to do with the slaves the slave code of laws said that no black man should have weapons and as it was then so it is now even if you're a policeman or you have the authority to carry a weapon sometimes the white members of the police force when they get into difficulty with you they slaughter you because you have a weapon in this past summer in the auburn gresham section of chicago the police made a sweep and arrested 300 young black men, went into their homes looking for weapons, and according to the Chicago Sun-Times newspaper, they found 47 weapons, one of which was an AK-47. Did you know that the estimated total number of firearms available to citizens in the United States has increased in the year 2009 to approximately 310 million, 140 million handguns, 110 million rifles, among which are assault rifles, and 86 million shotguns. In 2010, approximately 9,200,000 guns were sold in America. And in 2011, over 10,800,000 guns were sold in America. And in this last year of 2012, every gun store ran out of munitions. And recently since the Newtown slaughter and the threat that there will be gun control laws passed, every assault weapon has been fleeing off of the shelves and they have run out of munitions and run out of weapons. As late as 2010, the Supreme Court issued a decision that the Constitution gives an individual citizen the right to have a handgun in their home for self-defense. But with these assault weapons, that's for slaughter. What are you preparing for? As I said last week, You already have a regulated militia. The police are that. The SWAT team is that. The sheriff's department is that. The ATF is that. The FBI is that. The National Guard is that. The federal troops are that. What does America need with 1,200 well-armed militias since you already have a regulated militia to keep the peace? Oh, my dear people of America, can't you see where this is headed? Now as I said in my last broadcast, you said that Gaddafi was not a good leader because he's killing his own people. That's what civil war brings. America is not strange to a civil war. More Americans died in the civil war than in any other war since. Civil wars are bloody wars, so you can meddle in another man's house because every house on this earth, from China to Russia to Poland to the African states to the Caribbean, they're all filled with people who are dissatisfied with something of their government. And if America wants to overthrow such a government that might not be in the favor of the interests of the multinational corporations and the banksters and those who run things in the world, then all America has to do or the CIA has to do is go into those countries and begin to meddle in their affairs by organizing the dissatisfied elements in those countries and then arming them. That's what happened in Libya. You took the dissatisfied element in the Libyan country, you organized them, and you now have admitted that you gave permission For them to be armed with American weapons by some of your client states. Is not this what is happening in Syria? but what you did in Libya is coming back to bite you because the people that have the weapons now are the same people that you don't want to have weapons. They are Islamists. They are jihadists. They are those that want to set up an Islamic state or government. Well, you didn't want mubarak to be overthrown he was your dictator for 30 years in egypt but egypt in the arab spring overthrew that man and now the muslim brotherhood has come to power you didn't want that but what you didn't want has started and now a constitution has been written by the uh, president and those with him and it has been voted on by the Egyptian people and they agreed with it well you hate the Sharia the Sharia is the law that is institutionalized in the Quran yes of course This is 2012 and some of the harshness of the laws of the Quran yet uh, are to be established but to the Muslims. You cannot bring a people that have had the freedom to be less than a Muslim and then apply that law without a revolt from the people because they may want the law but they want a better way for that law to be applied. And so, this great Mahdi is coming To set down tyrants. And the Bible says when God comes, he starts in his own house. So the Arab Spring, even though the CIA and MI5 and others had something to do with the Arab Spring, but you are not on your own. You are under the power of the Mahdi who turns your brains to thinking and doing as he pleases. And he will use you to set down one that he desires to set down. But in the end, he's setting you down too. But he's setting you up for your set down. And you are blind. You can't see what's coming your way. Now, let me tell you what's coming. You know, from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, God gave him eyes to understand every utterance made by the former prophets. In fact, he's the fulfiller of what all the prophets spoke and that's why the bible says i come in the volume of the book you can't take any one prophet and say that this is he, no, he's all of them. And he verifies what they prophesied and he fulfills what they prophesied thereby justifying them as prophets of God then sealing the prophets and getting the world ready for a new revelation that will guide humanity into what is called the hereafter. So, what's coming? Well, the people are well armed. They dislike their government. They're angry with their president. One judge in Texas told the people that if Obama is reelected, they should prepare for civil war. And you have people now that want to secede from America because it looks like this black man and the things that you put on him, that he's a socialist and that he has a new way of distributing wealth. I'll tell you, oligarchs that run America, you plutocrats, you 1% that control the wealth of ninety nine percent if there is no genuine distribution of wealth you can't hold on to the one percent or that percentage of the wealth that you have so what is America facing? well let me paint a picture for you by the grace of God it is written that America is going to suffer the worst famine that has ever been seen. And this is what Jesus prophesied. There would be earthquakes in diverse places. There would be famine. There would be pestilence. Nation would rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. That's happening as we speak. If 29 states are under drought and you are not producing in the grain-producing states what you did produce at one time when you could feed all of America and feed the world that is hungry. Not today. Now the price of food is going up. The cost of living is going up. I think I read that the value of the dollar since 1970 has fallen 68 to 72 percent. So what could be bought with a dollar in 1970, you can't buy it with a dollar today. I remember in 1972, I wanted a Cadillac Eldorado and I went to my friend who uh, owned a, a Cadillac uh, auto place and the Eldorado that I wanted it was $12,000 in 72 You can hardly buy a scooter for that today This is how far the dollar has fallen. What will happen when the economic bubble bursts? What will happen when the great fall of the stock market takes place? It's on the way. Now, you can keep on investing in your stocks thinking that the stocks will be all right. No, no, no. The crash that's coming will make the crash in 1929 look like nursery school. What will happen to the people when they can't buy goods when they're hungry? What happens to a man that is in an airplane crash and lives are lost and there's no way to eat? Did not that human being carve up the human that died and ate a human in order to stay alive you cannot tell a people thou shalt not steal when there's nothing for them to eat for the law of survival takes over well when they are so dissatisfied with their government as they are you have armed your people to destroy their own government and people you too will have to fight your own people let me read you something in the scriptures of the Bible it is in the 49th chapter of Isaiah the prophet here's what it says And thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. We are captives. But it's prophesied that God and his power, if you don't release us, God is going to use his power to take us from you. Listen to this next word. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. Mm -hmm. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee. And I will save thy children. It's telling us that you are not going to let us go. So God is going to contend with you. I don't think you can win that one. For the scripture says he has treasured up snow in the north for that great day of battle. You haven't seen snow like you're going to see it. He's bringing hail and snow and floods and tornadoes and hurricanes he takes the air that you breathe and brings the temperature down so low that when we breathe it in our lungs it freezes our lungs and death approaches He will take the temperature all the way up in the summer into the 90s and in the twinkling of an eye, drop the temperature down in the 30s so while your pores are open for summer, winter comes and you die from disease. You can't fight God and win. He turns nature against you and he's doing that. As we speak, he says, I will contend with thee, meaning you, that contends with me and the two that back me. You don't like what I'm saying and you wish I would stop and some of you will try to stop me. That's entirely up to you. But remember, when you plan against me. The plan is already against you. And to prove it, he's going to increase the calamities shortly after you hear this message. In fact, this whole year, the more I speak by the grace of God on the time and what must be done by you as a government and a people and what must be done by us, He's going to increase the whipping on both people until we decide that what God has set down that must be done, must be done. Let me go on. The scripture says, And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh and they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine since you love to kill now God is going to turn you on yourself that's killing your own people because they hate their government and they want real change and if you don't bring it about The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told me to tell you that the war that's coming up you will send away these precious soldiers by the tens of thousands and they'll be coming back by the fives and tens but when they come back there'll be a new government in place. Oh America woe unto you I would hope That you would learn that the power you are fighting is too much for you. And to my silly little black brothers and sisters with your little pop guns. The scripture says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You have no power to bring vengeance on those who have purposely set a trap for you and are willing to kill all of us. You have no power to deal with that, but the God who is present will deal with that. And he has given to me a word to give to you. That is all I can do, is to warn you. And then he'll take me out of the way and bring down his wrath on this nation. Well, he says, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy savior and thy redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob that's who's present today and I pray that you will listen and you will be guided by such clear words of guidance. Now the time and what must be done. America your president Thomas Jefferson felt that black people should be separated he said that you not only should separate us but you should give us the instruments the tools that would allow us to go for ourselves and look at what we've done for you, Did we not help you to build this great nation? Did we not fight in all of your wars for your freedom, not necessarily ours? And while we were fighting for you, we came home from foreign battlefields only to be lynched in the south no matter what you've done anywhere else on this earth it's what you've done to us and what you plan to do to us that the God is so angry and you're bringing the worst out of God for yourself. Come together with your people and agree That you have no future for us. Well, you all should go back to Africa. Well, we didn't suffer in Africa. We suffered right here. We didn't die in Africa from your hands. We died here. You haven't even offered us the most worthless of your states that we could go and make a future for ourselves. Somebody said, where where are you going? We're not going anywhere. We're going right here. This is where we suffered. This is where we bled. This is where we died. So separate some of this for us and help us to go for ourselves for the next 20 to 25 years and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said if after 20 or 25 years if we are not able to go for ourselves then you can bring your army and mow us down because we wouldn't be worthy of life after we've been given a chance and help to do something for ourselves and after 25 years we are still beggars of you and others no well don't say it can't be done you sent your little brother israel over into the middle east you sent him there as your proxy in that area of the world You've armed Israel more so than any Arab nation or Pakistani nation in that area or Iranian people in that area. Israel is the most powerfully armed nation in that area of the world. Well, you've given them billions for the 60 years that they have been there. Well, we're not asking you for 60 years. We're asking you for 20 or 25. You could help us. Well, you said that we're we are running out of money, but you're still printing it. It still has some value. Imagine the Federal Reserve giving banks $40 billion every month and then augmenting it with $85 billion more. Where's this money coming from? What's backing it? It's certainly not the GDP of America. You're printing money that is really fiat money, fake money. Really, it's like counterfeit. But it has value in that it still is looked at as valuable in the eyes of the world. So, you could help us to go for ourselves. We deserve it. You owe it to us. It's a form of reparations. Now, I know you don't want to do that for us. I understand. But the scriptures say... Of the Quran, That he will. Give you stress. And affliction. That you might humble yourself. You know death came to Pharaoh and. After death came into the house. In the way it came. Pharaoh. Summoned Moses and told him. You go take your people. And and get out of here. Well, we will go, but we need a good send-off. This will end your troubles. This will make your country safer than what it is now. You can't transform the lives of our people, but we have proven with the message of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that we can transform the lives of our people. Why don't you give us that chance? So in the next uh, month, uh, we will be speaking on the economic blueprint of the honorable Elijah Muhammad to end poverty and want among us. We can be a great blessing to you, to America, if you would allow us. But that decision is in your hands now specifically to the people of God, the black people of America and the Western Hemisphere. You have to rise up from where you are. We have to unite and pool our resources financially, intellectually. Look at all the degrees that we have been blessed to get out of America's educational institutions. If we pooled our resources, those educational uh, skills that we have put together with the hands of the masses of our people, well, we could restore manufacturing and create jobs, not only for us, but for our Mexican brothers and even poor whites. You have to bring manufacturing back to America in order for America to come out of where she is. Now, I know I've I've given you a very harsh uh, thing that's on the way, but there's time. We can avert that. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us, I can show you if you want to get along with white people, I can show you how to do it. White people will respect us, brothers and sisters, if we learn to respect ourselves. White people will respect you if you leave his women and girls alone. Now I know that love conquers all. Love is the greatest force if it's true. But if it's just the lust of a slave for the daughter of the slave master, that's not love, that's plain old lust. And while the slave master's daughter saw your big bulging muscles on the plantation, She wanted to find out what it would be like to have that big, burly Negro as a sexual partner. Well, white people, let me help you with these thoughts. Your population is going down. The more black and white get together, the less white you'll see. If you want to die as a race, where there'll be no more white people on the planet, you're on the road to doing that by literally promoting miscegenation. Promoting racial intermarriage. Now they had something on CNN the other day, who is black? (laughs) Well, you answered that years ago if we had one drop of black blood in us we are no longer uh, uh, you are no longer white well look at those that are half white like our president can you deny that he's black check his hair out. check his lips check his nose you call him a monkey You make mockery of his beautiful black wife. You're not blind to who he is. Cory Booker and the mayor of Washington, they are part white, part black. But what part is the part that makes them black? It's that blood. And the more you intermix with us, we will see the end of you by 2050. There won't be any more white people if you don't realize that separation will save you and separation will give you more time as a white person on the earth. Well, I think we've almost come to the end of this uh, broadcast, but I'm hoping that the words that we are speaking to you that may be kinda harsh difficult to swallow but don't throw them up go back and think and then look at the events that are taking place all around you and ask yourself if the society breaks down into anarchy. What will these guns do for the destruction of the greatest nation in the history of the present world? Well, the ball is in your court. And so I thank you for granting me this privilege to speak truth to power I thank God for the founding fathers that said that freedom of speech was absolutely necessary to protect the democracy. And when you find men and women willing to speak the truth, they are the real patriots. In coming weeks, I intend To show how the government has lied time after time after time to cause many of the young warriors who love this nation to die on the basis of a lie and the masses of the people have never benefited from this great sacrifice of the American soldiers. The time. And what must be done, think about it. It's time to let the black man go free. And it's time for the black man to think about creating a future for your children and your grandchildren and generations yet to be born. Think about the relationship between a free black nation and our former slave masters. Think about what kind of a relationship that could be. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, it could be done without shedding one drop of blood. Thank you for listening, and may Allah grant you the light of understanding as I greet you in peace. As-salamu alaykum.
0: Brothers and sisters, Please log on again next week and every week this year for the time and what must be done. Tell your friends, tell your family. Log on to noi.org every Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time, for truth, guidance, and unequaled love from the national representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Pass on the word every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time at NOI.org. The time and what must be done. Remember, to have Minister Farrakhan answer your questions, tweet them to at Lewis Farrakhan, hashtag AskFarrakhan. And to add this message to your library or as a gift for someone you love, go to store.finalcall.com.